Man, greetings in the name of Jesus. We thank you on tonight for tuning in to ELI Prophetic Shift on tonight. Amen. On Sunday Night Fire on tonight. Amen. We bring special greetings from the city of Fort Lauderdale on tonight. And we just thank God for what he's getting ready to, to do on tonight. For additional information for those who want to connect with us on uh, Apostolic and also school in the ELI Prophetic Shift, feel free to contact our number at one. 636-388-4626 on today. So we just thank God for feeling for those who are tuning in on tonight. Amen. On, on tonight. So we just thank God for that. We're going to uh, have some announcements as follows. Amen. ELI Prophetic Chef. Amen. Schedule as follows on Tuesday night. This is God's Word on 8 p.m. Central Standard Time and 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, which is start on Tuesday night. So for those who want to tune in um, to support Prophet John Solomon uh, on that night, please feel free to um, come in. Thursday night is a mantle of prayer, which is 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So remember that certain neighboring states are an hour behind us or sometimes are an hour before and on tonight, amen, is our Sunday night explosion, amen, brought back to you, amen, by Dr. Robertson, amen, on time. So we just thank God for people coming in. Um, God bless you and thank you for tuning in. You allow Father to chip on tonight, amen. And like I said, for additional information, to send a prayer request or to call in for additional information in reference to the podcast, please call in at one six three six four two two. Zero three four four one six three six four two two zero three four four. And they're not going to be on not before very long tonight. And then we're going to go into Job. Amen. On tonight, Job chapter thirteen. Amen. On tonight. Amen. So for those who have the word, that have the word of God on tonight. Amen. When you have it, Amen. Say Amen. So we're thanking God on tonight. Amen. So for those who want to tune in. Amen. I see uh, people calling in from Arkansas. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in for ELR Prophetic Shift. Amen. Mississippi, um, Holly Springs, and Cold Springs. God bless you on tonight. Amen. Um, I know we were having a little trouble with our lines on tonight, but God, anyway, anyhow, you know, we still have to press amen on tonight. So we just thank everyone for trying and being persistent. Amen. Tuning in. On very shortly. Amen. We're going to turn into Job. Amen. Book of Job. And we're going to turn to chapter 13 on tonight. Amen. Job chapter 13 on tonight. And we the chapter of death. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. Uh, King James Version. And I'm also going to read a portion from the Apostasies. Amen. On tonight. Amen. And basically, amen, on that chapter, um, Job was really holding his peace. Amen. He was really holding his peace because everything that was brought up against him, um, everything even when his friends and his family turned their back on him, amen, even his wife, you know, cursed him to his face and told him to curse God and die, amen. He lost his cattle. He lost his children. He lost everything that was around him. But how many know that? Um, in the midst of that, God had given him a double portion. Amen. So just bear with me one second. Let me begin to turn. 
listen to the word of God on some night. Amen. Just bear with me one second. Amen. If someone else likes to get, get it before me, that would be great. Amen. On some night. All right. All right. On um, chapter 13, amen, a little bit about, um, I want to talk about that, what it talks about, um, the actual document, amen, on, in reference to the book of Job, amen, on tonight. So for those who like us, so thank, thank you for tuning in tonight to the uh, prophetic ship on tonight, amen. And um, I'm going to start from, I believe, 13, 13th verse, and then 13th verse, so I'm going to check in on tonight, and the 15th verse, all right, the 15th verse is actually the main verse, amen, and the verse that says, even if he kills me, I hope in him, but I will still defend my ways before him, yes, the result in my deliverance, for there's no godless person that can compare before him. Pay attention to my words and let my declaration ring to your ears. And now that I prepared the case that I know was right, can anyone indict me? If so, I will be silent and die. And only grant these two things to me so that I will have to hide your presence, your hands from me. Let your terror frighten you, then call that I will answer, that I will speak. Yet you respond to me. And how iniquities and sins have I committed? Reveal to me my own transgressions and sins. And why do you hide your face? Consider me your enemy. Will you frighten me, drivenly, or will you draw the straw? For your record is bitter accusation against me. For you inherit the iniquities of my mouth, and you put my feet in your socks, and you will dwell in the ruined cities. He will no longer be rich, and he will never be wealthy. And he will not endure, but his possessions will not spread over the land. He will not escape from the darkness of the flames of his shoot, and he will depart from the breath of God's mouth. Let him put his trust in him, and his worthless things be led astray. He will accomplish before the time, and the bread out with the flourish. He will be like a vine that drops in the urine grapes. For this company of the godness of the barren, and to conceive and trouble and give birth to room prepares the Amen. We thank you, O God, for the reading on the word tonight, O God, and as I begin to decrease, amen, and the Holy Spirit be increased. Amen on tonight, amen. If I would read a topic tonight, it would be, uh, yet you slay me, I still trust you. Amen. Yet you slay me, I still trust you. Amen. And, and as we begin to look at this particular, this particular verse, this chapter, amen, it talks about what um, Job had went through. And what he had went through was many obstacles that he went through until he got to the point that he declared his death. He wanted to die because of everything that was around him, every physical affliction that came upon him, um, everything that his family and his friends turned back on him, amen, everything they had lost. And then he wanted to actually physically go back into his mother's womb and die, amen. But even in the midst of that, people gave false accusations and everything. And when, when they began to give those false accusations, one thing, amen, Job stood his ground. You know, he stood his ground with his wife, amen, when she made those comments and said, curse your God and die, because he took everything from him. He took his children, he took his cattle, he took 
uh, the money, all the riches, amen, his children died, and she was the one that tried to provoke him to push him over the deep end. But he told her to be quiet. He said, listen, um, you just you need to understand that he is the true God that I serve. He is the true God that I serve. And even in the midst of this, of what I'm going through, even though that bowls are upon my body, amen, I still will trust him. Even if he would kill me right now in the midst of it, even in the midst of a battle, I will still trust him because I know that my deliverance lies in the reconciliation with him. Now, remember, you have to think about what Job, Job was a, they called him the upright man. Job was considered the upright man because he was almost almost as uh, considered sinless as Jesus was. Now, we know Jesus was the most perfect upright man because he was the uh, sinless. But one thing about Job, they said he was upright, but upright mean also means someone that was innocent, someone who is, uh, but he had a little trouble. And the only trouble that, that Job had was that, that, you know, every now and then he would drink every now and then, and, and people would consider him that he had lost his mind, that he was crazy, but he wasn't. Uh, but other than that, that Job was uh, pretty um, in the place. And as we uh, begin to talk about um, what he did, what was going through with him, even though that Job did not know that God was Yahweh at the time, but he used his covenant those covenants that he had to share with him. Amen. And because he had to share those covenants and bond those covenants, he had a greater understanding of where his help comes. But the scripture says that I look for the hills that comes from the house, my help coming from the Lord. And that's where Job had to look because it because of all the materialistic things um had died. Everything uh dreams may fail, um, relationships with may fail, but his, his word will remain. Uh, things will fall about fault. Dismantle everything becomes dismantled, but his word never changed. Your physicality of your body, your mental, your emotion, your physical sense, but still his word never changed. Amen. So we, uh, one thing about that, because um, also if you talk about the confidence that God had the confidence in Job. He had confidence in Job, and the reason why he had confidence in Job, and the, the another word for confidence actually means trust in the Hebrew. So he actually trusted him because of the fact that he knew Job. He knew. He knew him from the time that he was formed in his mother's womb. So because of that, he knew that everything that was thrown at him, that he was not going to go another way. He wasn't going to go straight. He said, yet. You slay me, I shall trust you. Amen. And then he began to defend even against his friends. And he began to defend against his friends. And, and, and because uh, they said, well, something, obviously you must have did something wrong, Joe, because of the fact that you now that you have boils on you. But yet, Joe said, stood there, he did not say a word. He didn't even, he didn't even uh, try to fight and argue with them uh, because the Bible talks about arguing with fools. And then, so he would be, he was quiet. He, you know, he let it, whatever, whatever happened, whatever happened. He, he, um, he knew that if, you know, if he didn't say anything, they would say that, oh, that he knew that he's guilty. But it wasn't that he was guilty. It's just the fact that he wasn't going to argue with him. And then, so he knew his deliverance was coming. Um, it may not came right away, but his deliverance was coming. And then, and, and, and he talked about, uh, when he talked about the declaration, 
He talks about the decoration in his ears. He said, let the decoration ring in your ears. Ring in your ears. And now that I may prepare a case that I know that I'm right. So he didn't have to justify anything. It was almost as if that he was presenting himself in front of a judge. Amen. And we know that uh, at that time, there were certain judges uh, that were presenting himself. But because his friends were being judgmental, he was willing and ready to present his case. So I'm saying to you tonight, are you willing to present your case? In spite of what everything is going on, in spite of what's getting ready to take place, in spite of what damage has caused, in spite of what happened, amen, are you willing to present your case? Uh, 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 when things have gone bad, amen, when things have not gone your way, amen, when friends turn their back on you and, and, and not respond to you, amen, your family turn their back and not respond, your loved ones that's close dear to you, turn their back on you. Are you still, are you ready and willing to present your case? Amen. Present the case. Amen. He said that I will always defend my ways before him. And when he's in the Bible says, it says uh, he said, acknowledge him and you shall direct your path. And he says, my ways is not your ways. My thoughts is not your thoughts. So because, remember, if the man does the scripture also says, the soul is a man sacred so in peace. So what you think about yourself, that's what it is. Amen. That's what it is. If you are a failure, you say that you are a failure, you almost declare yourself as a failure. But you said that your life is over, then it declares that your life is over. And at that time, even though that Job was on the deep end of saying that I wanted to end my life, he had to rethink his process and say, look, you know, even in the midst of that, i got to rethink my process because my thought process wasn't there. So let me hold my peace because the problem was, like I said, his friends were coming at him and they were coming at him uh, 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 real bad and they were uh, saying that as if he did something really rotten, he did something that was corrupted, and that was the reason why they claimed that the, the board boils there uh, came on him. And it, that's not really so. It's just that God had released gave the, uh, Satan a uh, permission to release the affliction on him. He, um, he gave him permission because because God had what confidence. So when he has confidence in you, that means that uh, he trusts you. He trusts you, even though the opposition is right there. Even though they know that you're tested, the Bible says that he, he always created a way of escape. So when he created that way of escape for you, Amen. Temptation doesn't say, yes, you will experience temptation. Yes, you will experience uh, opposition. Yes, you will experience uh, depression. Yes, you will experience oppression. You will experience all those different things. Um, you will uh, experience division. You will experience um, what hatred is all about. You will experience all these things, amen, even uh, issues on everywhere from your job, your life, everything that is surrounded around you. So he's placing that confidence. So when he had so much confidence and says, uh, even though that you tried to place the sickness on him, he's not going to turn his back on me because he said, I trust him. So the question is here, he says, are you willing to present your case? Are, are, and he says that, but Job says, even though that he slay me, Slay means basically the opposition that came up against him, everything that he's experienced that came up against him. And because that, that was slay, that was the opposition right there. That was the sickness 
the sickness, the affliction of the physical mind, the uh, emotional mind, um, psychological, all that that was an affliction. Amen. But God knew that he had confidence in him. He says, whatever you do, I still have confidence. I still have confidence and I can do these things. And because I know who you are, I created who you are. I know uh, when you get ready to get upset. I know when you're getting ready to uh, feel some type of way. I know exactly what you're doing. I even know the next move that you're going to make because I have confidence in you. And because you are a perfect and upright man, all right, man really refers to the humanity, 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 and uh, when it talks about humanity, that means mankind. That's what the, in, in the word man means, mankind, that means all, amen. So he says that he had confidence, and, that, and that's wonderful that God would have confidence and confidence in us there because he knows our flaws. He even made us in our flaws. Even in our flaws, he, it says that, the scripture says that, in my in my weakness, even in my weakness, you know, he is strong. You know, even when I'm feeling some type of way, God still still is strong. Still is strong. Even when I feel like I'm breaking down and I'm at my breaking point, you know, I'm still strong. And that's what happened, that even though at his breaking point, he still remains. He still remains. Not saying that it was easy because he actually began as if you go further in the uh with the 37th verse, I think the 37th verse, when it talks about the 37th verse, amen, he he was actually talking about dying, amen, he talked about dying because he said, you know, I don't want to be um, here on um, existing on earth and uh, on here and, and I got to go through this, I mean, what did I do, what did I do so bad that, that I, 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 I get this thing, why, you know, but at the same time, he showed forth his integrity and said, you know, even though, yes, this is one thing about Job. Job had that communication with God. And when he had that communication with God, he, he actually questioned God. And it's nothing wrong with questioning. It's nothing questioning him because you're asking him, okay, what is your, what is my, what is my will? For, what is my will? What is the will for my life? Why am I going through these things? And, and again, this, and then it says, he will give, I will give you no more than what you can bear. So, just hold on, it's because I already know from the time that you were born that you was going to experience these things. Because all of these things are implemented in your blueprint. All of these things were implemented from the beginning of time. And because the beginning of time, because I had confidence from the beginning, you know, I didn't have a problem even if you tried to attempt. You know, and, and and when you look at the scripture closely, it says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It never tells you that the the weapon won't form. It never tells you that that, that it, it, it it's not going to happen. Now, it will happen. It's going to come at you. Those darts. The purpose of that, the weapon, the reason why the weapon is formed, because it comes at you because it tries to build up. But just because it builds up doesn't mean it's going to pass you. To pass you. It says no weapon formed against each other possible. So that means that the weapon will develop. The the lies will develop. Uh, hell will develop. All that stuff will develop around you, but that doesn't mean that they're going to win. Amen. It that doesn't mean you're going to win. So that lets you know that even in the same space, that God has created good and evil. He created both good and evil. 
amen, good and evil, because evil chose to go that way because they wanted to be so much more than God. And, and, and that's the reason the third of them were cast out into the third heaven. Amen. Um, and he understands, he talks about, uh, talks about uh, the death of the sea, he talks about how uh, God judges the nation. He judges the nations and, 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 and gives them an abundance. And he said he covers his hands with lighting and covers it with a mark and declare his presence. So it lets you know, amen, on tonight. Let you know that when he declares his presence, amen, sometimes it, it, sometimes uh, the enemy will come at you with a specific illusion um, that this is the situation, this is how it's going to be, and there's not going to be no changes, there's not going to be no shift. So because even what Job was going through, what he was going through, and then even through that, God even begins to speak with him. And then at one point when... Uh, Job began to challenge God. Then when God came at him, he spoke to him and said, did you know that how, how the earth was created? He talks about the earth uh, creation. He talks about the limitations. He didn't have no limitations because he had to refer to wisdom. In order for, order for it to be finalized, he had to refer to wisdom. So basically he's saying that when we are, are, are something are, is created or something that is implemented, um, he says, refer to wisdom. Refer to wisdom. And when you refer to wisdom, he will give you exactly an, uh, the answer. It says, it says that it, it refers to wisdom. Wisdom is sensitive. And it says, as a spirit becomes sensitive, wisdom is sensitive. That's why it refers to a sensitive part as, it, as if it's a woman. But it's just the sensitive part of, uh, of the common knowledge, of the, uh, of the, of the godly knowledge. But it's the sensitive part. Wisdom is the sensitive part that came directly from God. So when he talked about how uh, the earth was created, and he was talking about how the moon and the stars begin to uh, know the finally separation, everybody's like almost if everybody knew how they how to function. So basically he was saying, well, if you knew that I was functioning this way, if you knew that I was going to go through, if I knew that I was going through this this way, I would have just asked, I would have just, you know, asked to go back to my mother's womb from the beginning. Amen. And then God began to deal with him, began, began to speak to him, said, listen here, yes, I created you. I created you before the foundation of the world. But I also have, you have to understand that because good and evil exist in the same plane, okay, in the plane, and they're talking about a spiritual realm, exists in the same plane. It does not mean that we are exempt from trouble. It does not mean that we are not exempt from persecution. It does not mean that we are exempt from heartache. It does not exempt that we are exempt from any unbrokenness. We are not exempt from none of that because Christ was not exempt from that. And then so they said good and evil existed in the same plane. No. And he talks about how the battle, he talks about how the swords, and he talks about the flooding rain. Amen. When he talks about it, he began to challenge God. Amen. Another person um, in the Bible that began to challenge God, Jeremiah at one point began to challenge God. He began to ask God questions um, on his life because Jeremiah, amen, wanted to have a relationship. Uh, Jeremiah wanted to have a normal life and because he had a specific mandate on his life. Amen. He was almost as if he was one of the uh, eunuchs. And a eunuch, uh, a eunuch is someone almost as, as a monk. Um, they have to pledge to celibacy. 
and then he was almost as if he was a monk, and he wasn't happy with that. He's like, I want to have a relationship. I, I understand you want me to declare and and, 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 and release these words and everything, and I know at this point here I am, 33 years old, and the people still not accepting me. Until it actually took place um, later in um, in Isaiah and I believe in Lamentations, because that's what we're uh, all of that took place when uh, cannibalism began to take place. So um, we're not exempt from it. We're not exempt from it. And, and, and even even though that uh, Job was perfect and upright, he wasn't exempt from it. So that just lets you know that it doesn't matter if you're, you know, you can be the sweetest person in the world. You can be the best, uh, sweet, attitude, beautiful person ever. That doesn't mean you're, you're exempt. You're not exempt from anything. You're not exempt from anything. Um, and, and that's what he, uh, God had questioned, actually responded back to him and said that you're not exempt. You know, um, you're going to experience these things. You're going to experience the family. You're going to experience what it feels for your foundation to fall apart. You're going to experience the fact that, you know, people are going to talk about you. They're going to, you know, and think about how the apostles, the true, the apostles, after they were, um, commissized. Meaning that they were commissioned, and that was after uh, the death of Christ. Amen. They were commissioned. He was getting ready to um, to release them, and after he died, he had commissioned them. He had commissioned them because after he died, he actually dwelled um, in a transfiguration body for forty days. Um, and in the midst of the forty days, he was training the disciples, and eventually they became of the apostles, amen, 40 days while he was in a transfiguration state, meaning that his body, his body was um, transparent. You can actually see through his body. So they couldn't touch him, but they can see them. He can, they can see him. They can put their hands in the, in, in the palm of his hands and, and, and also on his wrist and indicate that he had, had, had the, um, the nails that was nailed to the cross. But because he was in a transfiguration state, that lets you know that he was not ready at the time to, to move, to go up, because he had, in order to finish the assignment, to commission them, he had to come back in a transfiguration state to work with the apostles, to commission them to do the work. Amen. And that's what that's what he had to do. You know, he had to suffer a little bit. He had to endure a little bit. Amen. So that lets you know that it says, he that endure it to the end shall be rescued, shall be saved. That means rescued means that means he's taking everything back that um everything that you went through. Everything you lost, he's gonna restore, he's gonna restore it double. Amen. So he took everything back and then not to teach Joe the lesson, but he took it back to show the devil, show the enemy that no matter what you do to him, whatever what you think you can do to him, you're not gonna kill him because I'm not gonna allow you to kill him because I have confidence in my child. And when it gets to the point when a parent has confidence, that means trust in the child. Their child, they know their child. They know how they're going to function. They know exactly what they're going to say. They know how they're going to handle things. They know how they're going to handle matters. Matters of matters at hand. Amen. So he even talked about those things. He even talked about when uh, during a time when he was in pain. And one one night, one night he was in pain. Job was in pain, and he began to crouch down on his belly. And he was talking about, you know, when I began to crouch down, it's as if that I was giving birth, amen, to deliver a newborn. 
you know, and, and, and that, that was because the fact that he was going through what he was going through and he was dealing with some things. And, 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 and people began to understand what it is. People began to understand why, and then uh, these things began to uh, begin to take place. Amen. And as they begin to go through these things, amen, uh, storehouses, amen, storing of the snow, because even during that time they said that uh, the weather was really heavy during that time, even during the time that um, the cattle began to die off because they said because there was a weather change in the mess of that, um, there were bodies, amen. It wasn't just uh, the cattle dying off. It wasn't just the cattle and um the vegetables dying off. Um, actually, they said that it was a famine, in, even in the midst of what was going on. But the greatest catastrophic part happened was because during the time, like I said, the enemy um, was given permission to take from him. He gave him permission to cause the sickness to come against him. They gave him permission to allow his friends to say what he had to say, but like I said, it all boils back again that God controls everything. He controls the cancellation. He controls everything. So no matter what the enemy was saying or what he was trying to do, we say, you know, I, I say, you know what, I'm I tell you, I'll cause some sickness to come upon him, and I'll make him curse you to your face. And God said that, that that's not going to happen. That's not so. That's not, no, because he, and it's not that the, 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 the issue that God was arrogant. It wasn't the fact he was arrogant. It's just the fact that he had confidence, complete confidence in him. And then, and when he talks about those things, uh, he talks about how nature, uh, the nature, uh, the abuse of nature, um, and, and meaning, uh, that, during that time, uh, there was a famine that actually took place during the time that, um, and, and what happened to Job's area where he lived in was actually the last part of it to be hit. But you notice it wasn't just uh, Job being affected. Now, even though it's the, the chapter stressed on Job itself, but it also uh, indicates that there were uh, many people that were being affected by it, you know, but because they didn't really have a relationship with God. They didn't, you know, God did not place the emphasis on them that that much. So the emphasis was placed on this man, you know, and um, violating and they were talking about how sometimes that uh, because of the fallen world, it talks about how nature, amen, nature uh, was a burden. It was a burden. It was a burden because during that time a famine did take place, amen. Famine took place, amen. And so in the midst of that, when he began to slay him, uh, when he began, and um, I know there's another scripture we'll talk about when he says, when he, uh, even in Psalms, when David was talking about eating, the, the eating of the flesh, you know, he said, they, uh, you know, even if they come at me and they begin to eat my flesh, um, and I believe Elijah said the same thing, uh, because at one time Elijah was running away from uh, Jezebel, running from um, Jezebel and, and, and the 450 prophets, amen, of vow. And when they began to, uh, he began to run away with them, but then God gave him the boldness and said, you know, uh, you bring your 450 prophets and I'm going to bring mine. I'm going to bring mine. And uh, when the fire begins to fall, the, the boil down and it's going to fall and burn, uh, the incense and 
uh, it begins to burn it. He says, um, you call on your God, and I'm going to call on my God. And I'm a, basically what Elijah was saying, I will show you that and I'll tell you. But even that, that remember, they were trying to behead Elijah. That's another example. Yet you slay me, I will trust you. And he, remember, this is famine. Remember, he prophesied the famine that was going to take place. And it got to the point that there was no food. And it got to the point the crows began to uh, begin to feed Elijah because there was, you know, he was hidden in a cave. And he was hidden in a cave. And, and um, Jezebel was seeking after his life um, to behead him because of the fact that he had prophesied the famine. And then he prophesied the famine. Um, and yet, he slayed me. I would trust him. And he did that even with Elijah. Elijah trusted him. Even with Daniel. Even though Daniel wasn't expecting to go into the lion's den. But he said, yet you slay me. Even if the lions decided to eat, eat up my flesh, I'm still trusting. Amen. Um, sit with me, Shaq and Abednego, the same thing. Even you throw me in the fire and everything because I'm, I refuse to bend down. Yet you slay me. I will trust you. Amen. I will trust you. Even when David, amen, they, they even went after David, amen, because of the fact that when he went after David because, remember, he had killed Uriah. He began to he killed Uriah, Uriah, and that was, I think that was Bathsheba's husband at the time that he was in war. And when they found out that, that he killed Uriah, amen, they began to, because he killed the man, amen, uh, even David began to run away. He began to run away. He began to run away. And he has said, Lord, even if they tried to kill me, even if they slay me, I got to still trust you. Amen. And, and, and see, David, now David was a man of uh, God's own heart, but yet he was still struggling with some things. Even with Solomon was a man of wisdom, but yet he was still struggling with flesh. So that tells you that even that we are, 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 are walking in the mind of Christ, you're going to experience a breakdown. You're going to experience opposition. We're going to experience some flesh problems. We're going to experience that. So that's just a simple saying that we are not exempt. We're not exempt. He said that I would trust him, but I will maintain my own ways, which means that his ways were not, his, his ways were upright, you know, because they were thinking he was crazy. If you think about uh, Noah, even with Noah, Noah had an issue too. Noah issue, and Noah issue was, and he was an alcoholic. Noah was an alcoholic. But yet, it got to the point when God began to speak through him. And when God began to speak through him, people tend not to take it seriously because of the fact that, you know, he said, I'm, gonna, um, I'm going to dismantle, I'm going to destroy. And, you know, and when God told him to build the ark, told him to build the ark and everything and stuff like that, he had to take everything two by two. He had to take his fam- some of his family. A lot family went, but the other the other brother's family did not go. Amen. So it was other a lot in um, the other family, but it was the other the other the third brother did not go. Amen. Because his um wife turned into a pillar of salt. Amen. So it it is it, so much stuff that it goes along with the um, opposition that you have. Amen. Um, we're, we're, Sitting here wrestling in, in, in the troubled times, in the troubled times, so you know, we're in the troubled times. You already know that even in the pre-tribulation times that we are going to experience um, some of these things, experience what's getting ready to take place. And if you think of um, different things, uh, like the, the mind of, of the way a mind of a man thinks, amen, 
and and because, like I said, Job was a very um, he wasn't militant, but he was very humble. And because he was very humble, he was one of the ones that was um, being uh, being accused, you know, uh, just like Elijah. Elijah, Elijah um, was uh, in the process of being beheaded. Uh, John the Baptist, John the Baptist, um, also was being beheaded because he was upright. He was an upright, meaning that even though he was innocent, but he was strong. He was an upright man. So. Even though these things that come up, um, even though these things are uh, brought up in your life, we still have to trust them. All right? At all costs, guys, no matter what, we still have to trust them. Amen. Even if, you know, yes, we're going to have pain. It didn't say that, you know, we're not going to complain. Because let me tell you, in the Bible, Job began to complain. Jeremiah began to complain. Okay? Moses even complained. He complained. But what he did was, it's not considered as a complaint, it's a concern. When you bring that concern up to God, it's not that you're complaining. He brought that concern up to them because remember when in Moses was brought in the wilderness for 40 years. He was in there for 40 days and 40 nights, right? And then he began 40 years. Amen. And then they, they were acting up. One day they were, they were okay. Then the next day they started acting up. And then he, he went to them, he went to God, God to them about it. And, he started complaining. No, Moses actually started complaining. He's like, look, you know, I'm trying, you know, the man to come from heaven to feed them out here in the wilderness and blah, blah, blah. And um, everything, I'm part of the Red Sea. I did everything what I could do. Even in the midst of wilderness, the man of hell from heaven and, and fed them and stuff. They never had to go without. But yet they're still, you know, cutting up. And then they're worshiping idol gods and building these cows and stuff. That tells you that the word concern means to complain. So he complained. You can complain. You can complain, meaning, and not in a negative sense, but you complain because you need something to be done about it. You know, you have to have something to be done about it. Like I said, even with Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, you know, they in the 19th verse, in the 19th chapter, Jeremiah was saying, they were saying, oh, we're going to have a, we're going to set up a, a, a plot against Jeremiah because all he do is prophesy condemnation. All he do is prophesy death. All he do is prophesy famine. All this and stuff is, he already prophesied that, even declared the decree that people were going to become, um, um, actually be cannibalism, meaning they're going to eat off each other. And guess what happened? In the midst of that, I believe in the 20th chapter, that's when um, cannibalism really was in full effect. Because it was famine. There was nothing else to eat. The cattle, it got to the point that if the, the, the people were dead, they would eat off the dead. And, then, and even the animals, they began, and you know, back then, we didn't know nothing about no bacteria and viruses and stuff like that. They were even eating off the dead cattle, you know. They didn't know about how long it was going to take to, to keep anything. So all of these things were taking place. And even Jeremiah went to God and complained, so, you know, um, I, I, I told these people, these people up here taking me for a joke and stuff, I'm telling them what's getting ready to take place, and they're not listening to me, you know, listening to me, I'm releasing what I did, what I supposed to, and he said, well, you did, all you did, release it, that's fine, release the word, and I'll do the rest. It's just bringing a concern, all you bring is concern, I'm in pain, yes, I'm in pain. You bring that concern, and, and you know, he said, by the stripes I declare, you're healing. And I'm in pain. I'm suffering. I'm going through some things. Yeah, you're going to suffer because that's part of it. 
He didn't say he wasn't going to suffer, but you bring that concern before the Lord, and that's what Job had to do. Job had to bring that concern for the Lord because it got to the point that everything was falling apart. You know, in the chapter forty uh, second chapter, when Job was uh, forty, I think the forty third, forty fortieth, and the forty first. That's when um, Job began to question, and he started complaining. He started complaining. I mean, did I deserve this? Did I deserve this? Did I did I really deserve the sickness? Do I deserve uh, as if um, you're like humiliating me? You know, you're embarrassing me. But yet I still stay humble, even though the wicked, you know, fought against me. I'm still standing. He was he was just telling the Lord that was a concern because he was complaining because he's like out of concern. How are you gonna say who I am? And, and you say you have confidence in me, and this is happening. He he challenged him. And when he began, you know, he began in the forty-second verse. When he talked about the forty-second verse, he said that you know he says I know that you can do anything. No plan of yours is thwarted. He says you resist that conceal, and my counsel was ignorant. And surely I spoke these things that I did not understand. And this is too wonderful to me. Listen now. I will speak. When I question you, you will inform me. And so that tells you right there that we have a right to question God. Yes, we do. Because the scripture says it in 42 chapter in the fourth verse. He questioned God. There's nothing wrong with questioning and asking. Questioning means to ask. Amen. And then after the Lord began to finish speaking to Job, what he did, he, he went. And he said to Eliphaz and Termini, he said, I am angry with you and, and your two friends, for you have not spoken the truth about me. My servant Job has taken, now take these seven bulls to seven rams and to my servant Job and offer him a burnt offering. So, you know, after, during that time, they, um, in the Levitical time, they were um, doing burnt offerings. And the purpose of the burnt offerings is like, it's called a forgiveness, forgiveness offering. There is a forgiveness offering, amen, that is brought before the Lord, that is brought before uh, you sin against a brother or sister. Uh, there is an offering that is brought up before the Lord. And the wonderful thing about it, that after, even though in spite of everything went through, gone through, Job even prayed for his friends. And when he began to pray for his friends, even though they lied on him and they false accusations and that even his wife cussed him out and everything, he still prayed. Uh, the scripture says, pray for the ones that will persecute you. And that's what he did. He prayed for the ones that persecuted him. He prayed for the ones that lied on him. He prayed for the ones that, that make fun of him. He prayed even for the ones that embarrassed him. In public, he prayed for the ones that made him look bad. He prayed for them. He prayed for them. And then the Lord began to, and, 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 and once he did that, then the Lord began to restore everything back to him, all because he took it into his hands and said, Lord, in spite of that, I know, uh, I, you know, have mercy on him because, you know, he spoke to him when he was having a conversation. He said, I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm very upset. He said, matter of fact, I can... They can drop dead for I care because of the fact that they sinned against you. But Job said no. He said, Father, I I I have to I have to pray for them 
because he could have wiped them out. You know what I'm saying? He had, a, he had that relationship with God. He had that relationship with God. And, and when the Lord began to speak for him, he said, you know, he said, I could knock them out. I could drop, they can drop dead right now. I got, because I, I have the power and authority. They can drop dead. He said, no, my Lord. He said, I'm going to go ahead and pray for them. And that was, a, that right there was just a simple test because what if he didn't pray for them? He said, you know, Lord, get them. Lord, get them. Get them. And he didn't do that. And um, the scripture was saying, the scripture also says that he said the battle is not yours, it's the Lord. You know, it's a, it's a, so Job realized that he could not fight this thing on his own. He could not uh, make a decision on his own. And, and sometimes it does be hard to fight because of, of the accusations and everything that is brought up against you. Um, even rumors. Amen. You know, uh, the rumors that were brought up against him, you know, to the point that almost made Job repent, you know. The only thing that he did repent about is because of the fact that he felt so sad that he wanted to kill himself. And that was the only way, that's that, the only portion that in the, in the um, scriptures said that, that he repented. He repented because he really wanted to die, Um he began to question God about the creation. He began to question God about why is he here? You know, you place me on this planet, you know, to, to, to uh, are you placing me on this planet to die? Are you placing me on the planet for suffering? Why am I here? He began to question God. You know, and then God began to challenge him. God began to answer him back. He said, look, I created you, so you going to come out this thing. You may not like the way you come out of it, but you're going to come through it. In order to get to where you need to go, you must come through it. And he came through it. Amen. He came through it. He came through it on tonight. Amen. And that's what he's saying that you know he's going to take us to it. You know, he's going to take us to it. And like, like it's going to be easy. And it's not going to be easy. He said anything, the world is going to be easy. When you when you definitely dealing in, in, in Christendom, and dealing, with it, let me tell you, it's more harder to serve the Lord than than living living like hell. Let me tell you, because of the fact that the situation is, uh, it takes a lot of dedication, it takes a lot of discipline, it takes a lot of will, um, especially when it comes to uh, saying that you're a believer as opposed to the person that just don't believe. See, when a person don't believe, they they, they don't go through anything unless God has a specific mandate or an assignment on their life. So if you have an assignment on their life, uh, a point of time on his, on their life, amen, he's going to call things to get their attention. But if not everybody is not going to be in, in the boat. No, everybody is not going to be there to be called. Not everybody's going to respond to that call. And that's what happened. He, he fish out the hooks and see who's going to respond uh, to the call. Amen. And um, we were saying that uh, how um, wisdom, when they were talking about wisdom, you know what I'm saying, and uh, wisdom, and they were saying how people begin to treat people. Uh, you know how, like, when a, um, a mother with a, um, those birds, and they were talking about how the wings of an ostrich, you know, supposed to, protect their young, but this particular uh, bird um, abandoned her eggs and then on the ground. So when she abandoned the eggs on the ground, it be begins to treat 
uh, her aunt, uh, her, and crushed them. She made a mistake and actually crushed them and trampled over them. Amen. And um, so it says, for God has deprived her of her wisdom. Yeah, because, I mean, she sat there and, and killed her children. They are young. Killed the young. Amen. So he's, he's telling us, don't allow other people to kill uh, what he has in place for you. People are going to be dream killers. They're going to do that. Or that, you know, people are going to speak into your ear. But it's up to you to, to be able to stand against it. If you have to stand against it. If you're a believer, you're the one who has to stand against it. That don't mean you have to listen and tune into that. Yeah, you may feel some type of way. You may experience the thing, but that doesn't mean you have to tune into it. He says, did you give strength to the horse? Did you adorn the neck of the, the mane? Did you leap like a locust? You know, all these things he was talking about. He was just basically talking about nature, uh, the nature of the thing, the nature of everything that goes around. I mean, you know, even um, talked about uh, in, in um, during pregnancy, he talks about how death, he talks about many of these things. And, and it never tells you, even uh, I remember when, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he even talked about talked about you know um, you know why is it you know are you, I mean he knew he was getting ready to die, so he purposely went to the Garden of Gethsemane and began to pray. And he even he told um, three of his disciples, it was four of them that was with him, and he said you know two begin to stay awake and the other one begin to go to sleep. So when I you know everybody was doing a rotation. So because he knew he was going to die, he started complaining. So he started to complain to his father too, even in the in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane. So that 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 means that he had a concern. So when you hear the word complain, it really means concern. When you're going to your father, you're going to someone. It's a it's a concern, you know. And that person can help you with that concern. You're either going to help you with the concern or shut you down. And that's what they you know. And God and one thing when if you notice how Job is, when Jesus even went to his father, he, he showed that concern, God answered him. When Job went to God, he answered him. When Jeremiah went to God, he answered him. When Daniel went to him, he answered him. Three Hebrew boys went to, to God, he answered them because they were concerned. Amen on tonight. Amen. So we uh, thank God for tonight. Amen on tonight. Amen for those who are Tuning in on tonight on ELR prophetic shift on tonight, Amen. If we pray on tonight that everything be well. Send your prayer request, guys. Send your prayer request, Amen. Amen. To one six three six four two two zero three four four one six six four two two zero three four four. Amen. Send those requests as soon as possible, and we will honor your request. Amen. So we thank God for tonight. Amen. Uh, for what He has done. Amen. That even that um, He slay you, even though that things are ripped away, even though yeah, you're gonna have some problems, you're gonna have problems. So today so you never said that you're gonna exempt from no problems. It's gonna be exempt, but just bring that concern. Sometimes you just have to bring the concern to God because when you bring it, then you, then maybe you can get a better understanding why you're going through. See, if you understand why you're going through and you bring that concern to him, you, you, and he, he will show you why you're going through because he showed Job why he was going through these things. 
he even showed Jeremiah why he was going through those things. You know, even when when, when uh, Jonah began to uh, went to Nineveh, supposed to go to Nineveh, and he decided to go to Tarshish on the on the boat when he told him, "I told you to go to these people and let them know that I'm very upset in this hour. Wicked tree is all about it, and I'm gonna strike. Basically, I'm gonna strike the king." And, and uh, you know, Jonah said, "I'm not gonna go and tell no people that. I'm not gonna tell them. Why should I have to go tell?" But when he complained, he was like, I'm not going to do it. So he was complaining not because of the concern, but he was complaining because he told he told God, I'm, I am not going to do it. I'm, he basically, I'm that arrogant. I'm, I'm not going to do anything. You know? So he decided, he figured he was going to try to get away. You know, he didn't get away. He didn't get away. Because eventually one day he began to be swelling up in the belly of the well because of disobedience, because he wanted to do what he wanted to do. Amen. So, yeah, he complained. He complained, but he complained as if, like, why do I got to do it? And that's a complaint. Why do I got to do this? Why I got to do this? Why I got to do that? You know, but when you bring a concern before him, the scripture says that God will answer. Amen. And and I think the ending of Psalms 91, if you remember, the last uh, three verses, in Psalms 91, um, confirms that in Psalms 91, it tells you, just bear with me one second, guys, it's a nugget, amen, yes, yes, it's a nugget, amen, here it says at the, at the end, remember at the end, it says that, he said that I will, I, he said when he calls out to me, that means complain. That also means concern. Right? Concern. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. He's talking about, I will answer you. So it tells you when you complain and when you have a concern and you lay it before God, he will answer. He said, I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and I will give him honor and I will satisfy him with my life and I will show him my salvation. Salvation means to be delivered from the power of sin. Amen. So we thank God on tonight. Amen. For those who want um that actually tuned in on tonight. God bless you on tonight. Amen. Amen. And as we get ready to close out tonight, amen. Follow the following announcements. Everybody know the announcement. Amen. Tune in Tuesday night in God's word. Uh Tuesday night, nine PM Eastern Standard Time. And for those who are in the um, in the West Coast, in the West Coast, and also in the Midwest, it's 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. So it's a different time bracket. Amen. We got, remember, we have the amount of Standard Time, the Central Standard Time, Pacific Standard Time, and Eastern Standard Time. Amen. So if you're between the Eastern and the, and the uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time and the Pacific Standard Time, they are uh, a two hours ahead of us. So. Their, their, their 9 o'clock is, uh, their 9 o'clock is, uh, 11 o'clock. Amen. And the 9 o'clock, that's in the Central Standard Time, would be the one hour, which would be 8 o'clock. Amen. So on tonight, amen. We thank God everybody for tuning in on tonight. Amen. Please tune in to Anchor FM. Amen. For those who want to, uh, send a support, amen, to the podcast, send a support. Amen. It's anchor.fm forward slash E-L-R prophetic forward slash support. 
S-U-P-P-O-R-T. Once you go on that website, it tells you uh, uh, the donations that we are accepting to keep us on the air, to keep us on the air. Um, you also have an option to listen to uh, different parts of it, many different type of platforms, because certain platforms work for certain things. Amen. So if you want to tune into that, amen, and call us a little bit and find out a little bit more information about those platforms, um, just feel free to call us at 636-422-0344. And tonight, amen, we are signing off. God bless you. May the kingdom of the Holy Spirit continue to rest. We will abide in this kingdom forevermore. God bless you. for me. I gotta get well, you know? <laughs>